Hello and welcome to episode number 67 of Bill Man the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man, where I get to report you the latest weekly news from the NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL. Alrighty, everybody, we're going to start off with the NFL, as the biggest news out of this week is the Las Vegas Raiders have signed wide receiver Hunter Renfro to a two-year, $32 million contract extension with the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Hunter Renfro really showed up and helped, and has helped the Las Vegas Raiders after they lost Henry Ruggs III last season. And I think he's a pretty solid piece. And now, and now he doesn't have any... The biggest, the biggest part I also like about this extension is, is with the Raiders now acquiring Devontae Adams, the pressure on Renfro really won't be a lot, and I think that'll be solid. I think he'll be a very solid, like, number two or still a number one receiver with Devontae Adams. So you, so you can let me know your thoughts and opinions on Twitter at BillManSports and Instagram at BillManSportsGuy. And now to the NBA. The Charlotte Hornets have hired Kenny Atkinson as their next head coach. As Atkinson has nearly spent four seasons as the Brooklyn Nets head coach from 2016 to 2020 before, before they hired Steve Nash. Now, Kenny Atkinson doesn't really have a great, not a bad resume, but he's also been... He's been an assistant to Mike D'Antoni. I do think with the young guys the Hornets have, they will. I think they still can make the playoffs, but it's just one that we'll just have to see how it all pans out within two to three years from now, basically. So as of right now, I think it's not a bad hiring. I'm just curious to see how the Hornets will pan out in a couple of few years. Because I still don't think they're there for playoff basketball, at least not yet. And then a quick update on the NBA Finals. The series is tie at 2-2. So it's a pretty fun series. Now, as of at the time of this recording, Game 5 starts tomorrow at Golden State at 8 p.m. So I think I, I still have confidence that the Boston Celtics will pull off and win a championship, but you guys can always let me know your thoughts and opinions on that. And now into Major League Baseball. So there's actually a couple very big news this week out of Major League Baseball. And a small news, to, a couple surprising news to report. And it involves with both Chicago teams. The Chicago Cubs have designated outfielder Clint Frazier for assignment. It really caught me off guard with Clint Frazier. Because now there's always been potential with Clint Frazier. And I always feel like he hasn't been able to like put it together in a full season. Especially with the Yankees. Now... Earlier in the offseason, when he signed the one-year deal with the Chicago Cubs, I actually thought it was a pretty good signing. You know, a one-year deal, it's not bad. But, and I will read you guys Quinn Frazier's stats really quick. 
So Clint Frazier has – actually, I need to go down to the bottom. Okay, here we go. Clint Frazier has three doubles, no triple. He has eight hits out of 37 at-bats with one RBI, a two sixteen average with a three fifty six on base percentage, 297 slugging, 653 OPS. And if you take a look at his career, Clint Frazier with 177 hits, 44 doubles, 5 triples, 29 homers, 98 RBIs, with 90 with 92 walks, a career 238 average with 329 on, on base percentage, 427 slugging, and a 756 OPS. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, and even if we take a look at the amount of games, the most amount of games Clint Frazier has played was back in 2019 when he played in 69 games for the New York Yankees. And it, 2019 so far was his best season with the Yankees when he he had 12 home runs, 38 RBIs, and when he also batted 267, 317 on base percentage, 489 slugging, and an 806 OPS. Now, and what's even crazier to me was Clint Frazier was hitting 357 in his last in his last seven games. I'm 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 very surprised. I'm very confused with the Chicago Cubs on this move. Now, sure he sent out a tweet before the Cubs and Yankees series, but but then go as far as to DFAing him? I don't I'm very confused with that move. To be completely honest with you all. Then again, you guys could always let me know your thoughts and opinions on it. And now, and now the Chicago White Sox, they have designated your mean Mercedes for assignment. It is very, I was actually very shocked as Mercedes started off the year on the IL with a hand injury. Now, your mean Mercedes. Now, I will tell you his minor league stats because so far he was in the minors. Now, if I can... Now, where I'm going from, it's just taking a while. Okay, there we go. So, Yermi Mercedes, so far in this season in the minor leagues with the Charlotte Hornets, who are the AAA affiliate baseball team to the Chicago White Sox, Now, Yermi Mercedes has four home runs, 13 RBIs, 230 average with a 376 on base percentage and an 801 OPS. And surprisingly, Yermi Mercedes also has five stolen bases. That, even before the recording, when I was looking at that stat, that really surprised me the most. So, and when, and even in the... In the major leagues, when he hit like 271 with seven home runs and actually it's coming up. And when he, uh, it's, it's just surprising. Okay. So, so you're mean Mercedes. And if we also take a very quick look, he hit seven home runs, 37 RBIs, 271 average, 328 OPS and a 732 OPS. Mercedes, I will always, from a White Sox fan standpoint, I'll always remember him from his hot start in April. And I think the biggest problem was Tony La Russa 
really screw his confidence after the after the whole the three zero home run that he hit against the Minnesota Twins. Now, I th- I was honestly kind of looking forward to see Yermi Mercedes hopefully make an appearance on the White Sox roster this season, but of course he started off the IL injured, and I will be ruined for both Frazier and Mercedes because I I still think both those guys have potential. And they both can always be those, like, late bloomers, basically. So, let me know your thoughts on if you thought the White Sox and the Cubs DFAing your mean Mercedes and Quinn Frazier was good or was it flat-out horrible. Alright, more breaking news. Detroit Tigers pitcher Casey Mize getting Tommy John surgery. He will be available... I think it's post-2023. I found the Casey Mize. Where is it? Okay, so Casey Mize, basically he's out for the rest of 2022 with Tommy John surgery. Yeah, here we go. He is out until late 2023. That is a huge blow to the, to the Detroit Tigers pitching staff. And it's also a huge blow to the young development. Now, Casey Mize this season... He's he was 0 and 1 with a 5.40 ERA. He only played in two games. He had he he only pitched in 10 innings. He only gave up six earned runs, 13 hits. He's walked two and only struck out four. Now in his career, in Casey Mize's career, in his very young career. Has only played in 39 games. Has a record of 713, 429 ERA. He has pitched in 188.2 innings. Gave up 172 hits, 90 earned runs, 32 home runs. He has also walked 56 batters and he struck out 148. So, I I kind of feel I feel really bad for Mize as he's only 25 years old and his development. I don't know what the longer years in his career it, he'll turn into. But he looked a pretty bright future piece for the Detroit Tigers, and now they won't have him until late next year. I kind of feel bad. Tigers fans, actually, I shouldn't say I kind of feel bad. I feel bad, but Tigers fans, let me know your thoughts and opinions. And the other shocking news, Walker Bueller of the Los Angeles Dodgers will be shut down six to eight weeks with... With a, lati- a, a ligament strain in the pitching elbow. Now, please do not quote me on this. Now, for those of you who have experienced pitching and, have, and, have, and understand baseball, you may understand where I'm coming from. I believe ligament strain is it's another meaning of if you pull a muscle, if I'm not completely mistaken. Please comment on Instagram at Billman Sports Guy and Twitter at Billman Sports if I am wrong on that. I think that's how it is, but I could be wrong. So Walker Bueller, Dodger, he'll be he'll be shut out six to eight weeks. He could also be out for multiple months. We don't know on that part, but that is also a very huge blow to the Los Angeles Dodgers pitching rotation. Now, Walker Bueller in his last seven games, he pitched a 560 ERA. Now this season he's six and three with a four with a four oh two ERA. He's played in twelve games. He's pitched in sixty five innings. He has only gave up eight home runs, twenty nine earned runs. He has also struck out 
58 batters. And guys, oh, no, wait. He's actually walked 17 and zero intentionally. Now, in Walker Buehler's career, it's actually pretty solid. 46 and 16, 302 ERA. He's playing 115 games. He has pitched in 638.1 innings. He's only allowed 68 home runs, 214 runs, and he's walked 162 batters, and he struck out 690. So Walker Bueller, I think, is a I think is a very, very dominant pitcher. Probably eh, maybe one of the best in the National League, in my opinion. Now as an overall eh, top 15, top 20. Now, let me know your thoughts and opinions on if this if this is a huge blow to the Dodgers and what do they need to do come trade deadline because the trade deadline's about a month away. And now to the NHL. The Stanley Cup Finals have been announced. It will be the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Colorado Avalanche. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Who do you think's going to win the Stanley Cup? I, Bill Man, the sports guy. Ooh. I thought about this long and hard. I'm going with the Colorado Avalanche in seven games. Yes, you heard me right, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think the Tampa Bay Lightning will three-peat. I think the Colorado Avalanche will take care of them in seven games. And I and my biggest reason is Nathan McKinnon, and I think he's in the category of one of the NHL players that needs that it deserves to win a Stanley Cup, basically. And I think this will be a very, very fun match. I, it'll be very curious to see who actually pans out. And, yeah, so it's pretty fun. Let me know your thoughts and opinions on a, who do you think will win the Stanley Cup between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. Okay, so the, if you have guys been listening, the last three to four weeks... I've been covering NHL teams. Right now, I'm covering teams who who actually really didn't do too well and did not make the playoffs. Now, if you guys remember, remember last year, I gave up my season review. And, of course, this season, I did that with the... Now, granted, minus the Seattle Kraken because they were an expansion team. Now, this season, I pretty much did a bit of both where I gave out my season review and I also gave out or I just also wanted to talk about them. Now, I always try, last year, I tried to do every single team before, basically before the preseason starts. So I I feel like I kind of need to speed this up a bit. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about two teams. Now, both teams are in the same division. I, yeah, they're both in the very same division. Okay, so uh, the division is the Eastern, if I'm not horribly mistaken. Uh, yes. Okay, so basically, guys, yes, the Eastern. So the first team we're going to talk about today is the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils, in 82 games played, had a record of 27 46 and 9 for 63 points. Their goals for was 248, a goals against of 307, a goal differential of minus 59, and their last 10, they were 2, 5, and 3. Now, the New Jersey Devils, if we take a look at their player stats, 
and and their goaltending stats. So the player stats, basically player stats, forwards, and defensemen. We're going to do that right now. So their leading scorer was Jesper Bratt in 76 games played, 26 goals, 47 assists for 73 points, followed by Nico Hichier in 70 games played, 21 goals, 39 assists for 60 points, Jack Hughes in 49 games played, 20 goals, 30 assists for 56 points, followed by Igor Sharangiv. I apologize if I butchered it wrong. In 76 games played, 24 goals, 22 assists for 46 points, followed by Damon Severson, which he's tied with Sharangovich for fourth in 80 games played, 11 goals, 35 assists for 46 points, and to round up the top five, all right, now to round up the top five, basically, uh, Dawson Mercer in 82 games played, 17 goals, 25 assists for 42 points, and in sixth place, Pavel Zaka in, in 70 games played, 15 goals, 21 assists for 36 points. Now, if we take a look at the goaltendings, Jonathan Bernier in 10 games played had a record of 4-4-1 with a 3.06 goals against and a 9.02 save percentage. Mackenzie Blackwood in 25 games played had a record of 9-10-4 with a 3.39 goals against and an 8.92 save percentage. John Gillies in 19 games played had a record of 3-10-1 with a 3.76 goals against and an 8.85 save percentage. And Andrew Hammond, a.k.a. the Hamburglar, in seven games played, had a record of 1-5-1 with a 4.66 goals against and an 8.60 save percentage. Now the Devils, when they were making moves, I was pretty surprised, and I thought they could maybe contend for a wild card. But after that, though, eh, I don't really... They kind of disappointed me. Even with some of the big guys, like Dougie Hamilton, their biggest signing, he only had 30 points in 62 games played. Thomas Tatar, I thought he was a bright spot. He had 30 points in 76 games. That's not too awful. But Andres Johansson, he had a down year. 35 games, 35 points in 71 games played. So, questions I got about the Devils. Will they move forward? And do they need to get goaltending this offseason? And also... P.K. Subban, he's a free agent. Now, he had 22 points in 77 games played. And he's a free agent. Do they bring him back? Or does he move on and sign with a, a contending team? Let me know your thoughts and opinions, and we will have to see how the offseason pans out. All right. Team number two is the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, Philadelphia Flyers. All right, the Philadelphia Flyers. We're also in the Eastern Division as the New Jersey Devils. In 82 games played, they had a record of 25, 46 losses. Same losses as the New Jersey Devils. How surprising. For 61 points. Their goals for was 211, goals against 298, 
and a goal, their goal differential was minus 87. And their last 10, they were 2-8-0. Boy, oh boy. And the Philadelphia Flyers, of course, they did not make the playoffs. Now, for their player stats, which I always go by top five in points. Sometimes I'll add another player or two. If someone, if a play, two players are tied for top five in points. That's how I basically do it. And for their goaltending stats. All right, here we go. The player stats. Travis Konechny in 79 games played. 16 goals, 36 assists for 52 points. Followed by Cam Atkinson in 73 games played. 23 goals, 27 assists for 50 points. James Van Riemsdyk, in, he played in all 82 games played. 24 goals, 14 assists for 38 points. Followed by Joel Faraby in, in 63 games played. 17 goals, 17 assists for 34 points. Followed by Kevin Hayes in now for fifth in points. We're going to add another player because we have three players who are tied for fifth in points. So Kevin Hayes in 48 games played. 10 goals, 21 assists for 31 points. Followed by defenseman Ivan Provorov in 79 games played. 9 goals, 22 assists for 31 points. And Travis Sanheim to round up the tied for 5th in points. In 80 games played, 7 goals, 24 assists for 31 points. And Scott Lawton in eleven in 67 games played. 11 goals, 19 assists for 30 points. Now for the goaltending. Carter Hart in 45 games played had a record of 13, 24, and 7 with a 316 goals against and a 905 save percentage. Now Martin Jones in 35 games played, 12 goals, 8, tw- I'm sorry, not 12 goals, 12 wins, 18 losses, 3 overtime shootout losses, goals against of 342 and a save and a 900 save percentage. I really don't know what to think about the Philadelphia Flyers. Because for years, ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia Flyers have just been this streaky, lovable team that we all know well, where they're good one year and they make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden they, and then all of a sudden they fall to bottom five, like bottom of the league a year after. And I really feel like Philadelphia just has not been so consistent. In terms of team and making the playoffs. And. I also think what kind of went wrong. Is some of the cap hit. I feel like Philadelphia may be. They're kind of in cap trouble. with def- Especially in the defense. With the Cam Atkinson contract. The Ryan Ellis. Now how will Philadelphia. Some questions I got. Carter Hart. Had a 905 save percentage. Will he bounce back? Martin Jones. Now, he wasn't, I don't want to say he was bad. Sure, 342 goals against, but we also have to look at the defense. But he did have a 900 save percentage, and he won 12, 18, and 3. So will we see a vintage Martin Jones? Will Carter Hart bounce back? How will the Philadelphia Flyers blue line look with a very healthy Ryan Ellis? And with Claude Giroux gone, who's going to be the next captain of the Philadelphia Flyers? And what will it take for the Flyers to be consistent on making the playoffs and hopefully win a Stanley Cup for the first time since 1975? 
Alrighty, everybody, to recap today's episode, I talked about the Philadelphia Flyers, New Jersey Devils, how will they improve, Stanley Cup Finals, the teams have been announced for the Stanley Cup Finals, who will win, I have the Colorado Avalanche winning in seven games, in Major League Baseball, Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox have both DFA'd your meet Mercedes and Clint Frazier, who will sign them, and was it a good or completely horrible move by both teams? Walker Buehler and Casey Mize will be out for periods of time. How will this affect their teams? In the NBA, NBA Finals update, will the, will the Celtics take charge and win? Or will Steph Curry have the team jump on his shoulders and he'll carry them to another championship? And in the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders have signed Hunter Renfro to a two-year $32 million extension. And with newly acquired Devontae Adams coming in, how will he pan out in this contract extension? So thank you for tuning in to episode number 67 of Bill Man the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man. Stay tuned for episode number 68. Peace.